Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, a disagreement over DIY, letting go of a toxic friend, how to avoid the Christmas work party, and when your children want a dog... And you don't. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, I moved in with my boyfriend of five years around a year and a half ago. We've lived together before insofar as he stayed with me in my shared rented flat and I've lived with him and his parents for a year, but this is our first proper place together. He works in a family construction business, which means they can get cheap labour and handymen who can come and do odd jobs around the house to do larger things, such as putting up a wardrobe for us and even getting a new bathroom. The thing is, it's been over a year since we moved in and none of this has been done. Now, I'm willing to pay for someone to come and do it, but he isn't. And I can't say I'm great at DIY. I feel trapped. He keeps saying, wait and be patient. But I have no control over this and it's my home too. Am I being a spoilt brat? Similarly with life admin. When I approach it with him, he gets fed up and tells me I always talk about admin. But things need to get done. Banking and accounts don't do themselves and one person can't speak for us both. I've painted him as a bit of a monster. He isn't. I love him. I'm just not used to this side of him and I'm not sure how to handle it. He's not good at talking things through one-on-one and he shuts down if we have an argument about it. Please help, Viv. How do I approach this? Or do I live forever in a half-done house I have no control over and do all the life admin alone? Yours gratefully, frustrated handywoman. Hello, frustrated handywoman who's in love with life admin. This is such a missed opportunity. The two of us should have got married. We would have had the perfect partnership. I would let you do all the life admin you want. I'd be more than happy for you to pay for someone else to do all the chores. This would be my dream come true. But sadly, dear handywoman, we cannot divorce our partners and discover true happiness together, I fear. So instead, I must find a solution to your problem with your boyfriend. I'm sure you will have already guessed this, but I don't think this is about DIY tasks or money or life admin. I think this is about your boyfriend's ego and his honour. And these are tricky things to undermine. You attack them at your peril. 
With you, this is even worse, um, as it's not just about his honor, it's about his family honor. He works in a family construction business. So if you get someone else in, not only are you insulting him, but in the manner of the Russian mafia, you are insulting his family. So how do we get around this? I think you could choose a practical but risky solution. Make a list of the things that need doing. Can they be done in a weekend? Can you send him away for the weekend with some friends and secretly get the work done as a surprise for him? In fact, would he even notice what you've had done? Does he even need to know? I know I'm advocating lying in a relationship here, which I would never normally advocate. But I sense that this is really important to you. I think it would be a harmless lie and that I think you really, really need to get your chores done. This solution might work as I think he's not physically opposed to getting the chores done. He just doesn't want to be part of it happening. He doesn't want to know about it. So why not just do it without him knowing? As for doing the life admin alone, this is a tricky one in every relationship. But do you really want to share it? Or do you want the satisfaction of knowing that it has been done? The only reason to not just do it yourself is A, you absolutely hate it, which clearly you don't, I think you love it. Or B, if it breeds resentment. And I do think resentment is starting to breed here. So watch out for that and nip it in the bud by insisting that he do the bits you feel he should do. Although I can see you don't want to get into a situation where you're behaving like his mum as well as his accountant in a house that has loads of outstanding DIY tasks. It's flattery that can work here, I think. So you just say, I'm really rubbish at this. Can you do it? Again, I'm advocating lying in a relationship. I'd better stop now. In short, send him away for a weekend and blitz the house. He'll never notice. Our next question. Dear Viv, I have known my oldest friend for almost 30 years. And for much of that time, I would have referred to her as my best friend. Up until five years ago, we were inseparable. But luckily, we've had some time apart and I can see how toxic our friendship has become for me. I've worked hard to build my confidence and can no longer be around my friend who belittles me, who's relentlessly negative and who never makes an effort in our friendship. I've made excuses for this behaviour in the past because my friend has had a hard life, but I can't do it anymore. I've cut back on my contact with her. I feel good about where I am in my life. But I do know that we have social events coming up where we'll have to meet. So my question is, how do I make it clear to her that I will not be there to prop her up, but at the same time let her know that I do wish her the best? Thanking you. Mmm, a reformed friend. Welcome. Well, this is a common situation as well. Sadly, we've all been here. Uh, So thanks for writing in and giving the opportunity to talk about something that is very hard to talk about, actually, and very few of us do it face to face. Well done on extricating yourself from a supposed friendship that was just making you unhappy. That is not an easy thing to do. So give yourself a pat on the back. The tricky thing here and the thing that really worries me is your desire to say to her that you wish her the best. I'm not sure you do wish her the best, really. You may sort of wish her the best, but what you really wish is that she play no further part in your life. (laughs) So there's a danger of you wanting your cake and eating it here. Your friend is not used to you behaving like this. She's used to you doing whatever she wants. 
In her eyes, if you do really want the best for her, you'll continue to prop her up and have things continue just as they are. So in reality, you might have to accept that she is never quite going to accept this situation and you need to proceed accordingly, which is to say with great caution. You need to show your friend how to behave towards you now. And to some extent, this might mean being a bit cruel to her. You definitely need a plan if you're going to be at these social events together. You need to work out what you're going to do if she tries to draw you into a conversation. My advice would be to listen, smile and nod a lot, but say as little as possible and get away as soon as you can. Don't try and engage her in conversation or put across your side of the story because she is never going to listen to you. I do wonder, though, whether you need to go to these social events at all. Wouldn't they be a good opportunity for your friend to move on, see that things have changed and find other people who can prop her up? Because believe me, just because you're not in her life anymore, she isn't suddenly going to go, oh, I don't need propping up at all. She's going to be looking for new recruits. Why not just give her the space to do that and give yourself a break? Sorry, I'm a bitch, I know, but I'm just thinking of you. That's my excuse anyway. Our next question. Dear Viv, it's coming up to that awful time of year again. Yes, the dreaded work Christmas party. I moved apartments a couple of years ago. And whilst I get on well with my new colleagues, I wouldn't say that I enjoy spending time outside work with them. It's not a particularly social team. In fact, Christmas is one of the few occasions when we do socialise after work. We also team up with another department for our Christmas do, which adds to the awkward levels as we hardly ever see them in our normal work days. This department works in a different building and our work rarely involves liaising with them. We just happen to share the same boss. This department socialises even less frequently than we do and making conversation is excruciating. Last year, I organised the departmental do, partly because I was pregnant at the time, although I hadn't told my boss, and everyone was suggesting a massive booze up followed by go-karting. Usually an excellent pastime, but not if you're four months pregnant, as I would have been. Then I had a miscarriage around a month before the Christmas party. So I wonder if this is adding to my reluctance to get into the Christmas spirit. I don't think so, as I was already dreading last year's party as well, even before I found out I was pregnant. There's been no luck on that front either, by the way, this year. 2016 has been an all-round shitty year, if I'm quite honest. I appreciate a lot of other people are in the same boat and I could be coming across as a spoilt brat, but I resent having to pay through the nose to eat food I won't enjoy and spend time with work folk when I hardly have enough time to hang out with the people I love. I could just not go, but I don't want to cause any friction in the office or with my boss. I also have no desire to repeat last year and organise this year's party as it took up so much of my work time and I ended up having to pay a bit extra from my own pocket to cover costs. Yeah, I know, I'm a mug. In fact, I left early so I could go home to eat crisps and hang out with my dog, which was much more fun. Should I just bite the bullet and say I don't want to go or play along and come down with something on the day of the party? Help! Yours sincerely, Grumpy Christmas Elf. Dear Scrooge, masquerading as an elf, I love your letter. Who likes Christmas parties? Frankly, 
no one. They just look so beautiful in the magazines, don't they? And I always dreamed of having the perfect white Angora fluffy jumper to wear with the perfect black velvet maxi skirt and I would have my hair in a chignon and diamante eyelashes and I would look just fabulous under the mistletoe. In reality, at the last work Christmas party I went to, which was about 20 years ago, yes, I am 167, I ended up drinking one and a half bottles of Carver within the first 20 minutes and groping my boss on the dance floor. I have not been back to a Christmas party since. So this is very easy advice for me to give, especially as, for goodness sake, you had a miscarriage. You have horrible memories of previous Christmas parties and you deserve some time to yourself. So this is easy to say. Do not go to the party. There is no good reason to go to this party and there are a million reasons not to go. Plan something lovely that you really want to do instead. You don't have to tell anyone you're doing this. As you say, just call in sick on the day. You don't have to justify yourself to anyone apart from yourself. And I feel that every fibre of your being is crying out, do not go to this party. You have my permission to now. So stay at home and watch the ultimate favourite Christmas film, Elf. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, my boys, four including husband, want a dog. We live in a London townhouse with a garden that can best be described as merely outside space. I know who would end up being its carer. And in the average week, I only have 15 spare minutes a day. I have said no many times, but it won't go away. And I live in fear of arriving home one day to four smiling boys and a woofy pooch greeting me. How can I make sure this doesn't happen? Oh, heavens above, reluctant future pet owner. It's like you have read my mind or you are living my life. This is exactly what is happening in our house at the moment. My kids are 6, 10 and 12 and the 12-year-old has decided if we don't get a dog, our family is not normal. All normal families have a dog, mum. Having a dog is normal. Well, in that case, I don't want to be normal because I face exactly the same situation as you. I would be the one looking after it and I just do not have time for that in my life. It is hard for me to tell, though, from your letter how serious you are, because I know that I am deadly serious and I know better than to give an inch at home, because into that inch a small puppy will come crawling. So make your decision, reluctant future pet owner, because if you don't make your wishes crystal clear with no room for manoeuvre, you are indeed going to return one day to see Lassie panting on your doorstep. Your husband is your ally here. Surely he won't go against you, or if he does, this is grounds for immediate divorce. Make it absolutely clear to him that no dog means no dog. I'm reminded of Brexit here. They keep saying Brexit means Brexit, don't they? But the more they say it and they don't actually do anything, the less we believe them. So when you say no dog means no dog, can you maybe find some actions to underline your belief? Buy a white sofa, put up cat pictures everywhere, book loads of holidays. But most of all, be firm, be clear and do not cave. You'll know I'm not suggesting an alternative because that confuses things. But could they possibly be bought off with a cat or a goldfish or a pet rock? That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. 
Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.